Hi, Bobby fans, and welcome to the PO Forecast episode 22. Well, it's been a, a week of ups and downs and emotion for Pompey fans generally, so we've got lots to talk about, lots of games to review, lots of games to preview, and um, as always, Matt's debate. So in part one, we'll be reviewing the beautiful performance against Oxford, yeah. followed by the encouraging result against Peterborough. Yep. Later on, we're going to be talking in part two about Matt's debate. And a couple of questions you guys have fired over. So thanks as always for your input. And then in part three, we'll be previewing the QPR FA Cup fourth round. Who would have thought we'd be talking about that, mate? Yeah, and then obviously don't forget the big fixture afterwards as well. That's it. And then the one everyone wants us, wants us to talk about, which is going to be the Luton game. Yeah. The big, big, big top of the table title clash Luton game. And what a time it is to have it. Yeah, well, especially after the last uh, couple of results in the league, mate. Yeah, that's it. We're going to smash that, Matt, though. So, yeah. part one. Matt, let's get over and done with Oxford. It was a bit of a shambles, wasn't it? Yeah, again, unfortunately. Second week in a row. Very little amount of shots on goal again. What did we say just before the show? Five on target in the last two games? I mean... Or four? Yeah, I think it's four. four. Four shots on target in the last two games. I mean, it says what everyone's saying on on you know Twitter and, and Facebook at the moment. Striker, 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 striker. Me and you said it when we went to Norwich. There was yep. the ball just going up, coming back again because there was just nothing going on up front. No creativity. No one running the ball. No one running the spaces. Same at Blackpool, and exactly the same at Oxford again. Um, and I mean, I think for the first time in realisation for myself anyway, mate, I don't know about you, but it looked like a big loss for Ben Thompson in midfield on the weekend against Oxford. There was just holes all over that midfield for those two goals. Wasn't I mean, there? let's talk about the first Oxford goal, Matt, because he had so much time and space to run into. And, you know, Tom Naylor's ended up tracking to the left, basically, yeah. Yeah. and to follow the run of one of the Oxford players. And usually you had that sort of almost synergy between him and, and Ben Thompson knowing where each other were going to run and, and Thompson would have covered the space but instead there was, just, there was a gaping hole in midfield yeah, and was. a desperate Gareth Evans really trying to track back yeah I mean Walks got dragged out to the right and had to follow his man back into right back position as you said Evans uh, Naylor had to go over to the, his man who went out onto the right wing dropped back into the left back position and there was just that hole in the middle. Wheeler let that man go far too early for me as well. If you, if you want my honest opinion, he just let him coast inside. And then from there, it was just easy, wasn't it, really, to be honest with you? And I mean, it, we've we've been crying out, me and you personally anyway, have been crying out for someone to basically drag open spaces for us, mm -hmm. you know, and yet we're the ones that are allowing teams to create all this space and we can't do it ourselves at the moment because... As far as I'm concerned, we've lost all creativity with losing Hawkins and not having another striker to come in. I think that people are obviously worried about who's going to come in and replace Ben Thompson because, as we said, there is that glaring hole in midfield. Yeah. But do you think it's more of an issue not having Hawkins up front, being able to so that we can retain possession? Yeah, I mean, I had a, an interesting conversation with Luke, one of our listeners on Saturday, um, who was understandably frustrated with, with the, the midfield situation and there was a lot of people you know saying about Ben Thompson we how much we miss him how crucial he is and yeah you know I, I don't deny that but I think my big argument to it is teams lose players 
you know, every season, a, a vital player gets taken Especially or sold. Especially And it's something you have to be prepared for. We, we knew that we had Thompson on loan. We knew that if he performed well, Millwall were going to want him back at some point. So, you know, yeah, I do think we are we are lacking in midfield. But my big sort of problem is we've brought in Bryn Morris. Yeah, he doesn't play against Oxford because he wasn't match fit. But, you know, we haven't even given him a chance yet. We don't even know what he's like as a player. All right, I know a lot of people have been saying that Cannon's nowhere near the Thompson-esque player. And, and I agree with that. But he wasn't brought in for that position. More so, Bryn Morris was brought in as that sort of battling, working hard midfielder. And I think once we see him back in the team, or in the team for the first time, I think hopefully that will fill that gap. Yeah. So therefore, I agree with you, the striker is the position I think that we're missing big time. Well, I think the thing is that, and let's be honest, Oxford, it was a great goal from Brett Pittman up front. Yeah, it was. It was yeah. a fantastic goal. And yeah. I think that Louis Dennis, first of all, created that space absolutely beautifully and he puts yeah. a, he puts a great ball in the box and Pittman with it, well it's a class finish yeah I mean but, it's an experience finish isn't it of course it is but it's not just about being able to take take a goal when, when that opportunity arises just that because we're not being able to get the ball into those positions enough to enable Brett Pittman to score those goals I agree yeah and I think that if we are going to play him up front on his own in that role do we have to stop play differently yeah Completely, Cause, yeah. because Lowe and Curtis look completely different players at the moment. I mean, the thing is, it, I know people are starting to get frustrated with with the fact that we're still playing long ball football, and Kenny doesn't seem to be shifting on this. And I mean, I thought maybe, and I said it before the game when I saw the lineup and I saw that you know Lowe was starting up front. I tweeted and said this this should be interesting, you know. Although, albeit if we keep, you know, the ball on the ground and we and we provide some good service, this could work. Because Lowe needs through ball, he really. Does. He needs ball in front of him, Get you know, him behind behind. Because let's be honest, Oxford are not a quick team. No, and defensively they're not strong either. No, you know, and really we should have been on the front foot and not really let them been getting out of half. But the problem is, we just. You know, the ball was going up and, and it was just coming straight back again, wasn't it? Yeah. It was almost, for me, it was Norwich-esque again, you know, really. We saw it there when we went to that game, you know, it was just... Especially in the first half. Yeah, yeah, mm. you know, and, and may, maybe me and you have been too quick to jump on Pittman and say, do you know what, he's been a bad job. But personally, I, it's not like he's wanted to even try the system that we're playing. He's just almost rejected it straight away. So therefore, you, in answer to your question, yeah, we do need to change it up. If, if we want to get Pittman playing the way that we've had him playing last season, we need to adapt. Otherwise, you know, this is only going to carry on. Yeah, I mean, I'm just thinking about this, right, OK? And when you had Hawkins, he was allowing the, the wingers to... Because he bought time, not just space. He, he bought time when he, the ball came down. He yeah. bought a bit of time for them to get in behind and make yeah. those runs. So... Yeah. In theory, if we're not going to play Hawkins until he's fit, and I don't even know, he's not back for Luton. Luton would be a miracle if we did, but more likely it's looking probably like it's going to be around Donny. Okay, okay. So in that case, we need to play differently. But let's let's think. Let's have enough of this Oxford yeah, game yeah, because yeah. let's be honest, we didn't play well. Everyone knows it. Um, let's just quickly talk about the, the, the second goal because. <sighs> Yeah. The defence, you know, wasn't great at all. And you can see the confidence in the team there. That's what really worried me, because how much space do they get in the box? Two of them. 
That's two very unlike us as well, mate. Yeah, I mean, two of them had time to choose which one was going to take the shot. I mean, mm. it was just who wanted it more, you know, really, between the two of them. Matt Clark was the only one that tried to get his body in, in front of the shot. But other than that, everyone was just scattered everywhere. So much time and space, so much yeah. time and space. You know, and, and again, it was, it was just weak all over the pitch. There was just space everywhere, you know. And, I mean, it, it's tacky at the moment. And whether it's the fact that there's a drop-in form at the back or whether this is genuinely the fact that there's so much room in midfield, we're just getting over-flooded at the back. Mm. You know, and it's something that needs to really be looked at and worked upon, and very quickly in my eyes. Let's just hope that you know this January transfer window, something comes out of it that we can all just go. Maybe that'll work for us now because we can't go to Luton like this. You know, all right, we've come away with two one at Oxford and what one nil Blackpool, but Luton, if we play like this, it could be you know it could be they score for fun. Yeah, but we'll preview that later on. We will. Yeah, I think okay. So moving on from the dismay of the Oxford result, we've we've gone to the Checker Trade Trophy. You know, again, it's one of those games you, you find a bit hard to get excited for. But you look at how he played and yeah. it was a hard-fought win. It was. And and do you know what? I mean, personally, Jack Trey Trophy is, is a real bane of mine. I know it is you as well. But as we kind of said before, and I think it's it's kind of something, at least for us in a way, there's a lot of youth coming through the likes of Dan Smith yeah. Louis Dennis has stepped up and played in this competition we'll get into that in a minute because there was a bit of a twist yesterday but you know we've been out and seen um, Dan Smith we've been out and seen the you know Freddie Reid and mm-hmm. stuff down at Bogner yeah, so it's Lethbridge. really good to see those lads coming yeah. into the team Brad Lethbridge yeah. uh, you know who who's impressed me every time I've seen him whether it's been for Pompey or Bogner yeah. you know so I mean, in that sense, it excites me that we get to see these lads and, and we're giving them the opportunity to play, you know, some really top football in the in sense of what they are at the moment yeah, yeah. anyway, you know. So I think it's, first of all, it's great to see Dan Smith playing up front because I think that's his natural position. Well, he, he, he said it wasn't so much his natural position. No, but I feel it is now. Now, he's, now, now he's worked okay, on it well. Okay, yeah, yeah that, it's the position that I see him playing going yeah, forward. Yeah, that's yeah. what I mean by that. Yeah. Okay, so that that was good. I thought he battled hard. He he worked for it, and I think that you know it's something that he can do well at. You know, for yeah. us in the future, going through it again, young players. I think that we had. I mean, starting starting up, obviously Hadji Manoa. Yeah, he looks like you know another young bright spark. Definitely. Saw saw on Twitter the other day. Um, a fan had bought a was it a young kid had a shirt with Manoa on the back of it. Which he said actually sort of made his made his day or something. Never yeah, thought. Never thought he'd have his name on the back of a shirt. I think it was. Yeah, it? yeah. So, so it just shows how much he's come along. You know, from that first appearance at Crawley, you know, where everyone was going who, you know, yeah. to, to now where, you know, he's got getting names on the back of kids' shirts and you know he, he's proven to to be a hit with with the youngsters and he's proven to be a hit in the first team. You know, and it's it's great to see another right back. You know, coming into the team as well. And then we got Wheeler as well, who scored that goal. I mean, he hit that on the volley. That was absolute screamer. Yeah, I mean, it was a it was a lovely goal. It really was, and it, it kind of came from nowhere. You didn't really expect it from that corner, to no. be honest with you. So, of other positives, Christian Burgess, he was solid, and you know, I think he cleared the ball off the line twice, twice yeah. just before we got the goal. Peter Brullett absolutely devastated when that goal went in. They obviously care a lot about the Checker Trade Trophy since they're not going anywhere in the league. 
Yeah, yeah, <laughs> looks like it. Yeah, they're, they're, they've tailed right off now. I mean, it almost seems like we made a fuss of nothing when we went up there and won 2-0, wasn't it, at the time, really? Mm-hmm. I know they were second. That's first, what sunken, so, wasn't know, it? Probably, but look at it. I think they were sort of heading that way. Just no, no, us. they weren't. <laughs> that was it. She's <laughs> saying that Pumpy, with the downfall of Peter Rowe. Yeah, they yeah. threw him a towel in, mate. They were like, that's it, we're done now. We're not, gonna, <laughs> not winning the league. Although, carry on the way we're going in the league at the moment, we're probably giving them hope, but that's, right, a, yeah. that's a topic for another day. Yeah, so, anyway, so, so whatever you think about Checker Tree Trophy, I think it's quite good that we've come back and bounced back with a win. The yeah. squad desperately needed that. Yeah. The fans needed it. So, if we'd actually lost that game, even though some fans would be happy we went out the trophy, I think three losses in a row would have really given us some bad momentum yeah. going forward and I mean and for that you've got to give credit to, to the lads that have come in and changed it up you know and yeah. I'm not saying we need to, to start giving these lads a shot in the league because they're, they're just not ready for that and, and you don't need to damage these kids before you know they've even started but mm-hmm. to give them that opportunity where it's almost a free hit you know they've it's almost single handedly if you, if you want to say it they've as kids they've dragged us into the semi-final of a competition so full yeah. credit to that so the Chicken Trade Trophy is obviously something that seems quite divisive towards fans. Everyone's got a strong opinion on it, Matt. Yes. And the question is, which has been put to us, I know that um, we put out a poll on would you attend the Checker Trade Trophy or not if we get to the final days at Wembley. Yeah. Over 70% of people said they will. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's over 1,000 people have voted in this poll so far. So probably because Matt didn't put it out, it's actually got some response. Me, me, me. So yeah, but... Greg, a uh, friend of the show, yes, put in his thoughts, Matt. So I want to know what you think about Greg's thoughts, okay? Yeah. yeah. So give Greg a follow at Walks This Way if you haven't. I'm sure if you listen to the show, you already have because we mentioned more time. But Greg's thoughts are, so first things first, happy we won yesterday. Solid display from a predominantly young team. I know opinion is mixed on the cup. I'm not the biggest fan. However, I love my team more than I hate the trophy. Seeing some of these young guns get a chance for a run out is great. We could be seeing the next Whatmore, for example. They made a solid showing and gelled really well. Kenny Jacket hit the nail on the head with this team. Evans, Lowe, Big Mac and Burge there to help support the younger ones. The concept of seeing, and I've got to flick onto the next bit, the concept of seeing them playing again next month is great. Now some of the people I know on here want to take their kids to Wembley for the experience. Some just want to go. Someone a boycott. All are fine in my eyes, but I think the line should be drawn up moaning, insulting people that want to go. Anyone doing so, please unfollow Greg at Walks His Way because I don't want that sort of toxic behaviour in my Twitter. I want us to get to the final, despite the fact I don't like the competition because I want to see the young guns at Wembley, even if Kenny Jacket decides to field a full-strength squad. Others can take pride in knowing the fact that it helped us get there. Everyone has their own opinion. I fully support that. As long as it doesn't come to insulting fellow fans wanting to go, that's a dick move. So, Matt, what are your thoughts on Greg? What I do agree with is the fact that we need to treat each other with respect as fans. Yeah. The last thing we need now is this sort of thing to derail us as fans. Yeah, no, I mean, there's no need for divide on it. I, I think... It really is just a simple, you either like the competition or you don't like the competition. I don't like the competition. I don't like the format of the competition. But I'm not going to slate people that want to take their kids to a game. You know, as a father, you know, it's something that you, 
Oh, oh, father, I, I, no, not me. But I thought Matt, Matt has that. had a random kid there. Yeah, that's it. Mate, yeah, in the <laughs> as, last week, like, as a yeah. father, <laughs> I am your father. <laughs> you know, the, the, what I would say is, I know my dad was always keen to take me to football. Unfortunately, it was Chelsea. Thank God I got out of that one. And I yeah. owe you for that, mate. But you know, it's something that you see fathers always wanting to take their kids to football. And what we said before the show, which I think was really important note to touch on, was the fact that the FA Cup final was eleven years ago. The last time Pompey appeared in, an F- in a final at Wembley was nine 2010. years ago. Yeah, yeah, so nine years ago. So, you know, to make people feel old, you know, nine years ago, if you're 20, you, you were only 11 yeah. then, and you might have not had that opportunity to go to Wembley and see That's that. That's it. So we're, we're going around and saying, hey, you know, we've seen Pompey at Wembley. We don't want to take those dreams with, you know, and those memories of going along to this, this trophy final. It doesn't mean anything or whatever. But I can see why people want to take their kids to it. Yeah, yeah. Personally, I'm gonna. I'm not gonna go to the final. No, I'm not. I won't be attending. No. No. You and, know, I would have. I would have. Honestly, I would have attended if it hadn't been this stupid format with these under twenty one teams. No, completely. That, that's the of course, only I would have gone. This yeah, yeah. Of course. Yeah. If 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 it was purely League One and League Two, Two teams yeah. in it, then we would be there, mate. I think everyone would be there. Yeah. I think everyone would be, there would be a bit higher attendances in, in the group and league, in the group and knockout Of course there would be, well. yeah. You know, and, and it is principle. And I, I think, on a personal note, especially for me, the EFL need to know how people feel about this trophy. And I think by going to it, or at least, I mean, I, I know people have said, oh, well, um, you know, by not going to the group games, we've already proven a point. I don't think we have. I think we need an empty Wembley to prove a point. Yeah, I agree. and I'm not saying don't take your, you know, your kids or don't take your. Family. If you want to go, go. You know, that's yeah, fine. Sure. I've got nothing against that, and and I'm certainly not gonna, you know, say oh, these people are jokers and whatever and slander on yeah, fans no, for doing of course that. Not. You know, it's just a personal preference, and I think that's how everyone needs to keep it. Yeah, I, I, we definitely need to keep it civil. Yeah. Not, not. But at the same time, I personally won't be going unless Pompey want me to go in a media preference. Then well, yeah, chuck yeah. us some free passes. Yeah, I might just go for the the burger meal deal that they do at Wembley. It's pretty nice. Mate. <laughs> <laughs> Joking aside, won't be attending. But no, yeah. I think that's enough coverage on the Checker Trade Trophy, Matt. For me, it is. Yeah, yeah. definitely. Yeah. Um, I mean, it, it, unfortunately, it's another part one where it's, it's kind of nothing really positive. <laughs> come out of it other than the fact that we're in the semi-final of a, of a competition the young guns have done it again for us which yeah. is really good to see um, and hopefully they'll do it in the semi-final when everyone will get that opportunity who does want to go you know to, to take their, their family along or their kids or whatever be mm-hmm. it to the final but personally you know it's not really been a great couple of weeks for us to as on a reporting side no. of part one so hopefully Luckily next though, show we'll come back here we go next show part two we've part got two. some stuff going on we have next yeah show. we have got some positivity <laughs> 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 right okay so we're going to play some jazzy sounds and we'll be back into part two welcome back to part two of the PO forecast and mate do you know what time it is I know what time it is it's time for Mads Debate. That's right, Poppy fans, it's time for Mads Debate. And this week I put a question out on Twitter. It says, how can Kenny Jacket get Pompey back to winning ways? Now, mate, there was a lot of response here from people. So cheers again, everyone, for tweeting in. Yeah, thanks, everyone. Yeah, yeah appreciate it. And now what we're going to do is we're going to go through your answers, see what your thoughts are, and we'll come back with what we think. Yeah. Matt, you ready? I'm ready. Right, let's do this. Wayne Harris, he says, 
ironically, Mason was recalled due to his lack of game time. But now we really could do with him up front, couldn't we? Pittman, not an impact sub and predominantly, has been below, below par. A striker is required in the window for sure. Low and Curtis are not central players. So let's start with the first thing that Wayne said. Um, Mason. Mason, that's right. I no. forgot I forgot already for a second then. Yeah. <laughs> I forgot the first part. Unfortunately, Wayne, I, I can't agree with this one at all. I don't think we would need Mason right now. Um, the, the fact of the matter is he came to the club and clearly wasn't doing anything right to have not been picked no. in the first place. So therefore, I don't think sending him back is an issue to me. I don't think he would have made any difference to us other than maybe being a bench player at the moment. Do you think the sentiment what Wayne's really trying to get at, I suppose, here, is that we need another striker and, yeah. and basically Mason was a striker and now he's gone back? I think that's maybe where he's coming from on it rather than... Because he's yeah, then put a yeah, striker's yeah. required in this window for sure. It's just funny that he's gone back and made a new striker. Yeah, maybe I that's mean, what... Well, Ultimately, if, if what Wayne was getting at is we need a striker, well, yeah, we do. Yeah, you know, for real. It, it, it's 100% true. It's pretty much all we need at the moment, but yeah. All right, cheers, Wayne. Right, let's see what James has to say. James Taylor, he says, go back to keeping clean sheets. We're always likely to get a goal of our forward players conceding too many. Should be resolved with Brown and Nathan Thompson coming back. Yeah, I mean... <laughs> I don't, think, I don't think it's as simple as go back to clean sheets. I mean, you don't, you don't just flick a button and clean sheets happen. But, I mean, this goes back to what we were talking about during the Oxford review, for me, is there's too much pressure on the defence. Earlier on in the season, that was being taken away by the long ball, and, and that's inverted brackets, football we were playing. Matt's doing that thing with his fingers yeah, at the same time, man. Yeah. He's like, long ball. You know, <laughs> I mean, it's like, the, you, the reason I'm doing that is because you see it, like, it's like it happens all the time. Everyone gets the ball. Long ball! That's you know, it. it. It's not so much like that. It, it's what, just... what we need is Hawkins to put his hand in the air like yeah. this all the time. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but I mean, it, it is right in a sense, mate. You know, obviously that, that's that been affected throughout the season. We're, we were top of the league for, for that reason, okay? Having a player that can hold the ball up in that system or flick a ball on for another player eliminates the pressure that's coming back on the defence it allows the other team to put it allows the rest of the team to push out you know yeah. playing centre back with me yeah. we're back when we were sort of like the Terry Carvalho partnership for our local <laughs> football team yeah. is that if you... before that time mate really it's more probably Gareth Southgate Palace here wasn't it <laughs> <laughs> you're probably right mate but what I'm trying to say is though that you know if we get the ball out and it's held up up front we can get our fat asses out as well yeah yeah I mean totally yeah, I mean Clark, Clark's brilliant at you know pushing out and, and bringing the defence up with him, but there's there's just no outlet at the moment, and Pittman certainly doesn't play that role to be no. able to be that outlet to stop the pressure from coming. We've, and as you, you can know, see, we tried low up front as well, okay, yeah, and that's just that didn't work either. But that's also because you need to hold the ball. He need he needs to play the ball into him or in front of him. And the problem is, we he's again not getting that service. So we need to go back. Where's Hawkins? Yeah, well, I mean. <laughs> Where is Hawkins? But at the end of the day... He's been a bit of a mystery, his injury, isn't it? Yeah, it kind of came from nowhere. It was a calf, wasn't it? And it was like, oh, I've got a sore leg. And then it was like, oh, he's going to be out for a few games. And it was like, he's not expected back for ages. Yeah, yeah. Ollie, mate, get yourself down the gym. <laughs> yeah. Sort this out. Please get back. Please pay everyone. But yeah, no. Hashtag yeah. pray for Hawkins. Should we get it going? Pray for Hawkins. Love <laughs> yeah. it. Yeah, love yeah. it. <laughs> right, should we go on to the next one? Stuart Harmer. Cheers, his mess, Gene Stewart. He put... Kenny Jacket, by luck or judgment, got a winning recipe. 
I'm going to go Judgment Stuart. Two key ingredients of midfield energy and a class and class and a focal point for the favoured long ball. Without these, Pompey are a mid-table outfit. Cannon's not Ben Thompson's replacement. No sign of a striker being signed. Playoffs at best. I think that's a little bit negative. Yeah, I mean, come on. Playoffs at best. I mean, which... We're still top of the league, aren't we? We're still top of the league. Yeah. And, and this, this is what I was saying to you the other day. There's... This, is, this has been an instant, all right, it's come down quite considerably quite quickly, but we've, you know, it's been four points before, and we had the same panic, and then it was back to seven again. So, what does it take? A win against Luton, and everyone goes quiet again. Oh, mate, winning against Luton, and everyone's going to be singing <laughs> Kelly Jacket like, yeah, on Twitter yeah. constantly. This, this is it, there's just been, and, and uh, do you know what, I've said it to everyone, and I even said it, I think, in a message to Greg the other day, okay, it's just literally... A case of I'd rather be having a bad patch now than having a bad patch in April. Oh yeah, you know I really would. So yeah, I mean, I mean to be fair, Stuart's come back with some options on how we can do that. Yeah, Hawkins back in fit. We do agree with that one, mate. So yeah, yeah tick a striker with pace to give us a different option. I think yeah, not the long ball. He said if Kenny Jacket can do that differently. Yeah. I mean, a strike with pace, this is the thing. I do agree in some ways we could do another option, but only if we're going to play a different option system. Yeah, I mean, you can't be playing long ball to Hawkins, take Hawkins off and then be playing long ball to a fast striker. No, you can't. You need to have that adaption. And, and from what we've seen, and, and it, it really sums it up on Saturday, I don't think there is room for adaption. Lowe played up front and we were still playing long ball. Yeah, I don't know if it's actually going to work with the way the team's set out. I think we actually need to have a striker who can hold the ball up up yeah, front to make the whole team work. I mean, there's nothing wrong with having a striker that can hold the ball up and have a burst of pace as well. No, all right. So I think Didier Drogba, yeah. he could hold the ball up well yeah. for Chelsea, yeah. but he also is a great player yeah. all round. But he actually held the ball up and allowed Chelsea to push forwards. Remember the time they won the Champions League? Yeah, yeah. And Didier Drogba literally held the ball up, he battled, he allowed the Chelsea yeah. to get territory. I mean, he also had a burst of pace about him as well, you know. And, and big strikers can have that. There's, there's been plenty of big strikers. Back in Fenway, yeah, what? there you go, Buns. <laughs> full of pace, full of strength, <laughs> you know. No, I mean, it, it. I don't know. I mean, I just think maybe not not a quick striker. Um, you know, I, I agree with people who might want a quick striker. James Stocky would have been good, yeah. I said it. I know. And, but, and but everyone was laughing what, that he but, went no, to the but, championship and then he scored. Yeah, but just, that's the sort of thing we're thinking about. Someone who could actually, mm-hmm. someone who can hold the ball up, is good in the air, you know, can shoot. Yeah. But see the sort of mould we're talking about here though yeah, yeah. it doesn't have to be someone like Jermaine Defoe for instance originally who's no. like pacey but you know it needs to be someone along the lines of Peter Crouch Peter Crouch <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't know about that one mate <laughs> <laughs> no I mean, I'm not advocating just... that but I'm just trying to say a striker that can get on the ball but yeah yeah yeah. alright let's throw this in there he also wants to have a proper midfield player energy touch passing and vision 3.5 3 to 5 million yeah, I mean, that's a big shout, isn't it? I get you need the ambition if you're if you want, if you're aiming for ambition to go up, you need to have ambition within the team. But three to five million, I mean, that's that's a gamble. What if we don't go up and you spend three to five million on a player who's <laughs> going to be sitting there, you know, draining money? Personally, that that that's my opinion. Yeah, I mean, we we splashed out one hundred fifty k on Cannon. Yeah, I mean, this is the thing. Okay, people are saying Cannon's not a Ben Thompson replacement. If everyone just rewinds and remembers, Cannon wasn't bought in as a replacement for Ben Thompson. No. If anything, Bryn Morris is probably the, the replacement for Ben Thompson. We haven't even seen him play yet. 
Because we all just need to calm down a second and see how it pans out. You know, and, and I, I'm sorry, I, he, I'm, he's more than likely going to be starting on the weekend. Don't judge him on that game. Luton, it's a Luton tough game. Is, no, I mean, that's the one we want to be judging him on, is, is the league game. Not, Luton, not, not the not QPR, the QPR game. Cup game. This, this is a free shot against a team a league above us who are, who are establishing hey, People seem to really not realise are a pretty good team. Yeah, they are. Um, yeah. We'll get into that, obviously, when yeah. we review them. But it, I just think you can't judge him on that sort of game. It's a completely different game. But the Luton game is where we really need to judge him. And if he's going to win that midfield battle... You know, and and what what again? You know, what if he comes in against Luton, runs the midfield, we win the game. You know, suddenly everyone's been going. We will need another two midfielders because yeah. these ones aren't filling the place. You know, we just need to calm down, get, give these players an opportunity to settle into the team, play some football, and see how we go. I mean, you know? let, let's see what else. So Matt Barnes says someone like Tom Eaves to be signed up front, and a player who can be creative in midfield and get stuck in. The Newcastle lad nearly got Longstaff. Yeah, I mean he he's way off option. He was playing against Liverpool Anfield the other week, so he's not, <laughs> yeah. you know he's not not even. But I, the, that type of player. Yeah, I mean, how many are there out there? I don't personally know. Yates obviously would have been a good option, but that's now no, he's been plan he's now he's Kroker's actually gone. O'Neill's yeah. there. He's in the squad, so that's another one that we've missed out on. We put a few options out there, didn't we, Matt? Yeah, we did with with uh, yeah. the lad from Millwall uh, who posted that yeah. article and, out. and the Middlesbrough guy. Yeah, so yeah. and he scored. He scored the other day, didn't yeah, he? Yeah, he did, yeah, in the league last game, yeah. We need to get in there, Kenny, quicker. Yeah, when me and Matt's yeah. just a player, <laughs> listen to the podcast, listen yeah. To the podcast and go. Get out there before they start yeah. scoring for their team <laughs> on the bench. Yeah. <laughs> it's just been unlucky, isn't it, really? But Matt, I do agree. Tommy's, would he be a fit up front, you reckon? Matt? I think he would. But as me and you were sort of saying in the break, the the money is probably going to be a bit too much for him and mm. I'm sure there's a lot of championship clubs yeah, playing him at the moment yeah. and it could well be tied up before the end of this philosophically I think Matt's on something it's just the money I reckon we're not going to spend that kind of money no no in, but he would be the perfect for me he'd be one of the perfect fits up front I yeah. mean then I'd strongly can shoe he, he's I mean, he's not albeit pace, but he, he goes into that powerful mode where he can break forward and hold players off. That's it. So that's what we're talking about. So, yeah, a good example of what we would need up front. Someone like Tom Eves, but, you know, maybe two and a half. Let's find cheaper. someone else for a third of the price. Yeah. Or, yeah. well, a tenth of the price. Yeah. Right. <laughs> Rob Vaughan messaged in and said, a little work on the training ground. Don't see why performances... Um, don't see why not. Performance-wise, we've been poor for a few matches. This is just a blip. Yeah. And every team that's has That's nice. It. Every Calm down, says Rob. Yeah. Yeah. Everyone has it. Everyone, every t- and that's what I was saying earlier. I'd rather we were having it now than towards the end of the season. You know, that you can't... There was never going to be a case of us being invincibles and going all season unbeaten. It no. It just doesn't happen. We're having a blip now. Luton haven't been on a blip for ages. They're owed a blip at some point. If they want to hold on to that until towards the end of the season, then do you know what? Thank you very much, Luton. Yeah, you know, we'll take a second. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what are you saying, mate? Right. Uh, John Tucker messaged in and says, I think we do need two players. A central midfielder might have one already in Bryn Morris. Yeah. Obviously agrees with Matt here. Definitely in the striker, but more than anything, play players in the right position. Square pegs and square holes. Yeah. Centre forwards are centre forwards. Wingers is wingers. Yeah. Centre midfielders centre midfielders. Cannon's not Thompson. May is better. Yeah, I mean, that's an interesting one for me. I, I mean, agree with, with the square pegs, square holes, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. Sometimes We've got a system that's working. Work. I don't think there's that yeah. much wrong with our, how we're playing, really. Well, the, how we're playing, yes, but we're not set up 
wrongly. No, we're not set up wrongly. We just haven't got the players to play the system that Kenny's so insistent on playing at the moment. Yeah, with our injuries, with a few players yeah. being moved around. And this is why I'm not saying bring in a striker because we, you know, it, it, it's going to completely change everything because it might well not. But we need a bit of depth. You yeah. Know, to, to when this happens. What if Hawkins gets injured again later? I mean, touch bloody wood all over the place. But what if this happens again a little bit in a couple of months' time? He gets another knock and he's out for another three weeks. We're all back here again going, what are we going to do about Pittman? You know, and yeah. I want to stop giving Pittman a load of sleep because his goal on the weekend proved he can score a goal from nothing. Last season, he scored 25 goals. You know, so. But it's a system issue. It's a system issue, yeah, completely. And I want to stop giving him stick, but. We're not going to do that until we've got a bit of squad and depth, and, and either another striker comes in and we forget about. Pittman if you can bring Pittman, but if you can bring Pittman off the bench and he can pull out a bicycle kick from somewhere and get yeah, a goal, that's perfect. Yeah, yeah, of course it but is. We just need to get someone to play the system we can play yeah. in. Yeah, Matt, that's everyone's messages pretty much. That I've skimmed over. Yeah. Cheers, everyone, for tweeting in again. Any more thoughts? Tweet us up at PO Forecast. Have you got any more thoughts? How Kenny can change it up a bit and gets back to winning ways. I mean, I'm kind of, I'm kind of torn on all of those sort of answers as such. I suppose. Mm. I think, you know, work on the training grounds are given, and they'll be doing that already anyway. Yeah, Kenny works in. Yeah, you know, I think we need to stop trying to play around with the system so much, and maybe just say, look, Pittman is the only striker we've got at the moment. Yeah, the system doesn't fit him, but can he pull a goal out from somewhere? You know. Can he drop a bit deeper and hold can the ball Can he drop up? a bit deeper and, and allow the players to overlap and then take over from there? I think we, personally, and this is sort of how I think we might change it a little bit, I think we need to be a bit more aggressive. I think so too. I mean, I think that that's the system of being very defensive and stuff yeah. like that doesn't work if we haven't got the outlet. We need to push up. I mean, there was a comment there about more clean sheets. Mm-hmm. Well... I think the clean sheets will come from us not being on the back foot and being more positive. And I also think when you bring back Lee Brown and Nathan Thompson at yeah. left and right back, you'll see us pushing out more. Yeah, I think that we're really missing the, our left and right back at the moment because yeah. those guys really... Well, I mean, Brown was backing against Oxford. Wasn't yeah, but he? still, like, yeah, playing but we together, we're missing, missing them. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, Because when you put those two guys together, you think they will have that synergy with Curtis and Lowe and then suddenly we've got the overlap working better. I just think the rest of the defence will push out with them. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I'm yeah. looking forward to them coming back. I mean, Thompson's definitely one I'm excited about coming back because he's the type of player that runs into the space and pulls players towards him. I thought you were going to say runs into people then. Well, he does as well and then goes down. But yeah. We love that. <laughs> yeah. We love that. We love it, Tom. I'm looking forward to seeing it. Yeah. yeah. Well, we're going yeah. to have a banner at Fratton Park. <laughs> yeah. Welcome back, Tomo. <laughs> yeah. I think they want to get too excited. It might be Ben Thompson. The, the way the invincible Ben <laughs> That'd Thompson. That'd be great. Yeah. Just break us news. Thompson returns to the squad. Yeah, on yeah. Twitter, see the meltdown when you see the picture meltdown. of Nathan Thompson. Like, <laughs> yes, yeah. I mean, uh, yeah, it, it, so that's another another moan of mine. Ben Thompson, this Ben Thompson, that. How about we all all slow down and have a look at Bryn Morris as well? Yeah, he could come in and completely change everything. He could do. So there we go. All that's right, my all right. So that's the end of part two, Matt, because we've got two games to preview. We have two really, really important big games, actually. I'm quite excited about previewing this. Yeah, QPR. Yeah. QPR, FA Cup, fourth round, free shot. And then the, the obviously, uh, big top-of-the-table clash after. Luton. Luton. Here <laughs> we go, Luton. All right, let's play some little jazzy sound and fly back into part three. Welcome back to part three of the PO Forecast. Um, 
Just before we get into previewing the games, Matt, I uh, just want to welcome Sam Stone, who is one of our new writers for Pompey News now. Yep. If you haven't checked out Sam's work, follow him on Twitter, at SamStone10. He's wrote some really good articles already. He's uh, wrote an article, Are Pompey Championship Ready? Uh, he's done a reaction to the Oxford game. And yeah, so he's done some really good writing for us. So yeah, check him out, give him a follow. And if anyone else wants to do some writing for the site, for the Pompey News Now website, or just get involved, um, hit me a message up uh, at, P- at puck.uk. That's it. And we'll get it sorted. So yeah, we're looking for some new writers. So get involved, people. All right, Matt. It is time. Let's get these games going. Yeah. It's QPR. Pompey are in the fourth round of the FA Cup. They are. And finally, after three rounds of normal kickoff time as well. Three Ooh. o'clock Saturday afternoon. Finally. A home draw as well. Home draw, yeah. So all the fans that, you know, couldn't travel to Norwich, for instance, they've, they've got their wish. We've got a home game. We have. Um, which, for a tie like this, I think it's probably a good shout to have at home. I'd, we don't want to go to Loftus, Loftus Road. Loftus Road, like. It's not the most outstanding stadium. No one's going to be like, do you remember the time we went to Loftus Road? Yeah, yeah, you know. I mean, it, the, the, as I said about every single FA Cup round, it's a free shot. You know, it it's, takes the, the league form away. It's, you know, team versus team. You know, and, and we've got nothing to fear. We've already beaten championship opposition and higher championship opposition in this, in this competition. So, you know, it's all there for the taking again, which it kind of gives a bit more excitement for me personally to the time. Now, a few fans have been asking, I've seen on Twitter, that we should play a weakened side against QPR to rest players for Luton. No, no. I think if our last two results hadn't have been so terrible, that maybe it could have been an option. Mm-hmm. But I think we need to start getting some momentum going. <clears throat> and I mean, what as I said, what better way and what better fixture to have than a an FA Cup tie that's a free shot we can go out there and actually express ourselves and play and it doesn't really matter if we go out personally for me I think as long as we don't go out on a you know an absolute shocker you know it doesn't overly matter we just need to go out and give it a good go and I think it'll give our players an opportunity to get a bit of confidence back as well yeah hopefully if we can actually get a win in this game then you you look around and the fans you know start maybe it lifts that a little bit of negativity around the club and we can then take the momentum into Luton well yeah and it makes a big statement to Luton as well if we go and beat another championship team in the FA Cup you know they're going to be looking at and going well they've beaten two championship teams in the last couple of rounds of the FA Cup you know it's going to give them a little bit of a need to watch out for them you know which at the moment we're not doing in the league they're probably not too worried at the moment so in that sense, I think it's a really good tie to, to get some good feeling back around the club again and, and with the players. Yeah, definitely. So let's dive into it, mate. Let's dive into it. We've got QPR at home. Mm-hmm. Tell us a bit about it, Matt. You've been doing a bit of research on QPR. Let yeah. us know your thoughts. So, I mean, they've had a, another what I'd call bang average season in the Championship, which they do every single They're year. They're 14th, aren't they? They're 14th. They're seven points off the playoff spots and they're 11 points off relegation spots. So... You know, it says a lot about them, really. They they kind of do this every year. It's what you expect from them. We don't have the greatest record against QPR. No. Um, but, I mean, the last time we played them was actually that when they got promoted from the Championship and we went down from the Championship. So, you know, not really the best sort of, I suppose, record to go on. But we, we did lose to them last time we played them. Um, they've got a young lad who's really come through predominantly this season. That's like a midfielder, isn't it? Uh, yeah, so he's called a Keche Ezre. Um, a couple of Premier League clubs have been sniffing around. I think he's got eight goals this season for them already. 
Um, then, I mean, I don't know if he'll play. I, I think it's something that probably QPR will look at playing, which will be uh, big Matt Smith up front, um, who's been at Fulham <clears throat> before as well. He's I, been around I, quite a bit. I've heard there's a bit of transfer rumours involved with him as well. Yeah, I mean, he's Millwall, Kenny Jackets. Apparently. Yeah, well, Millwall won him. <clears throat> yeah. yeah, I mean, he would, he would sort of be a good supportive player to Morrison. He's quite similar in that sense. Um, I think it's to do with a little bit actually I think he's struggled a bit more this season for QPR and I think that yeah. it's because of their tactical manager change yeah the Wally with the brolly yeah yeah apparently yeah. Steve McLaren likes to play a build up sort of football <laughs> out from the back yeah, right that must have changed in the last few years <laughs> yeah apparently apparently the Wally with the brolly apparently he plays a sort of slow build up football more like this is what yeah, I read from yeah. QPR website okay yeah um, and apparently He's a bit more physical, isn't he? He is. Yeah, he's a he's a big, big physical striker. Um, he, the, the thing with Smith, you, you'd find a lot of... Maybe someone like Hawkins would drift off the back of players. Mm-hmm. Smith doesn't. He'll just climb over the top of players. He's In that sense, he's difficult mm-hmm. you know, to mark. Yeah, it, it's a choice of do you get tight to him and let him you know, crawl all over the top of you or do you sit just slightly off him and attack the ball more? Personally, that's what I'd be recommending defenders to do if he does play. Don't get too tight to him. He's he's such a, a strong physical player that I think will probably bully quite a mm-hmm. you know a few of our centre backs, especially someone like Jack. I don't. I mean, Jack's great in the air, and that's why I'd say go for the ball. Don't mm-hmm. go for him. Yeah. More, don't know. sit too tight on him. Yeah. Um, so in that sense, that's always a, a threat to look at as well. I mean, the the, the thing with QPR. They, they, they sort of week in week out. You, you never know what QPR you're going to get. You know, last home game for them, they got absolutely shredded by Preston. Yeah. You know, and it's because Preston played the sort of football that I'm screaming out for us to play. You know, they press high, they get in the half, and they don't really let you get back out. Yeah. So I think we'd be better attacking QPR rather than worrying about them as such. I don't think they'll like it with us running at them. They. Don't so, have overly pacey wing backs either. No. So it's a good opportunity for Lowe and Curtis to, to run at them, hopefully causing some problems. So it's a really interesting tie in terms of, of and uh, you know, something that's been going through in my head is everyone kept saying when when we got Norwich in the third round, oh, this will be a good judge of, of how long you're getting on the championship. At that time, I didn't think it was. And even after the game, I didn't think it was based on the team they put out, etc. So on. I just didn't think it was a good basis for us to see whether we're championship ready. This tie, I definitely do. Because they're such a middle-of-the-road championship team. It's where we would be looking to finish in our probably first season in the championship. So this should really be a good judge of where we're at at the moment. And I've heard that they're going to play a strong team against us. They will, yeah. Yeah, they're they're going to put out their best team. So it's it's one of those things that we really can go player for player against them, really. Yeah, yeah, completely. And, and as I said, there should be no fear. We're at home. You know, it's going to be a sellout. Get behind the boys, back the lads, yeah. literally. And I think everyone will. You mm-hmm. know, As I said, the, there's no pressure on this tie. So therefore, I think the fans do need to get behind the lads. And I think the lads need to just know that it's a no pressure tie. Just go yeah. out, relax. They can play with some freedom, not worry about it so much. Yeah. Now, I've got a quick question, mate. I've been thinking about this in my head since we actually drew them in the in the in the cup. Yep. Who's going to show more emotion on the touchline, Kenny Jackett or Steve McLaren? <laughs> well, <laughs> that's that's a great that's a great one, mate. I actually love that. I love that thought. Yeah, 
I mean, Jesus. I mean, you look at Kenny's face after the green goal goes in at Norwich and you, you think, mm. I think it's going to be a little showdown. You know, like, sort of <laughs> an Eastwood style mix, sort of uh, Western. I think they'll be looking over and judging who, who's going to do Just it. Just looking at each yeah. other like, bow, bow, bow. Yeah, I mean, I, don't, it's, it's, I suppose it's going to be based on the game, but neither of them really show too much and give away much. I mean, half of the time, the reason McLaren don't give much away is because he's absolutely terrible his team's terrible and he, he you know <laughs> that's all he all he looks at is his misery but I don't know I mean point aside at the end of the day you can't judge what the bloke's done not that he's he, you know he's ever achieved or finished Dutch football wizard wasn't he yeah that's it mate he even does a good Dutch accent if, you, <laughs> if, if anyone wants to have a laugh about that you go and look at his interview for when he um, got the job at AZ he tried to put on a Dutch ap- uh, accent it's the funniest <laughs> thing I've ever seen didn't try and speak in, in the language he just tried to throw a Dutch yeah, accent he did, in yeah, there yeah for sure for sure it's a good football <laughs> yeah, you know but uh, it's an interesting one. I, you know, it, it, are we doing predictions now? Or are we, are we, yeah, are yeah, we could, we could do predictions for each one first. So. Okay, well, I'm, for this time, I'm going to go for a really open game. Okay. Um, and I'm going to go for a 3-2 Pompey win. 3-2 Pompey win? Yeah, yeah, I think it's going to be so open. I think both teams are just going to go for it. This time, QPR will be feeling confident and will probably flub men forward. I think that will suit us as well. And I don't think they'll be expecting, you know, so much danger from our wingers as well. I think they're going to cause them a lot of problems. So, yeah, 3-2 Pompey. I'm going to go two for Curtis, one for Lowe. Okie dokie. I'm going to fly in there and it's going to be a 1-1 draw. We're going to have a replay. We're oh, going back to Loftus Road. Night That's it. Loftus Road. <laughs> yep. Oh, dire. Would you go? What? Would you go? Being, being up in London, working in London, yeah. would you go? Yeah, yeah? of course. Yeah yeah, 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 yeah. Why not? Right. Well, just in advance, if anyone's got a couple of free tickets or, or you know, a couple of spares that they don't want when they get them, <laughs> yeah. let us know. Yeah, because the people will be desperate to give them away. So I'm here to take one of those yeah, off your yeah. hands when I inevitably don't win one in, in some sort of ballot or whatever. Well, I mean, interestingly, you were talking about a load of QPR fans trying to get tickets in the Fratton, and so I might try and get some in whatever stand they're called. They just, they, what they want to do, I don't know. With that, with that bloke in that famous video of him ranting about him losing to Port Vale <laughs> the cardboard end don't they? Yeah, yeah or with that bloke with the bloody Mexican sombrero and clapping oh, do you remember that time yeah, we went yeah. up and he was there yeah it's such a boring place to go as well but it's no, just a crap part of West sorry London. I haven't given you my score no, yeah? you haven't yeah come yeah. on Lee no, Brown he's back yeah <laughs> 40 yard screamer, mate. That's it. Yeah. Cup hero. Andre Green's not here. No, that's it. Yeah. So, yeah, Lee Brown. If not, I've got a feeling that Louis Dennis might be able to get one. I was going to say, I think he's... Let's know your thoughts on this, actually. Yeah, obviously, uh, Jamolo played in the Checker Trade Trophy, which is a little bit out of sync to what we've been doing before. Jamolo is, is obviously suspended, controversially, because let's be honest... We shouldn't have suspensions carrying over past the third round nope. because it's just not fair. Because how come you couldn't be suspended if you're a Championship or Premier League team by now? No. So they should be wiped when new players come into the competition, yep. just like any other sort of group stage, the knockout stage competition. That's it. Yeah. But that's it. Is what it is. David Wheeler won't be playing against his old team. Team news there as well, just to throw that in there. Yep. So basically, Louis Dennis was not playing in the Checker Trade <coughs> Trophy. No. 
after well, a, you know, good performances all round. Well, yeah, and he yeah. won that Checker Trade Trophy Award. Not that I would be holding that trophy up and saying that I won it, but I mean, he don't won take it. it away from him, Matt. No, 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 no. I won't take it away from him. He's uh, he's warrantly deserved it in his performances in the Checker Trade. Hence, why he might get the start in the FA Cup. Matt's got his two hundred meter swimming certificate still framed in his bedroom. So, what about my Sportsmanship of the Year trophy? <laughs> yes, yeah, Sportsmanship of the Year warranted. For <laughs> yeah, fully warranted. Matt is like the least sporting player. Football player. Oh, come on. On what, Mister? I'm going to pull the defender's hair around. Yeah. No, it's rubbish, mate. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you know it. I'm mate. a clean footballer, man. Yeah, yeah, clean. That's it, mate. So anyway, basically back on track. So Louis Dennis looks like he's penciled in to start. Let's hope because so. otherwise he would not have been not been playing in the Checker Trade Trophy game. Yeah, no. That, and Jamal Lowe in. Yeah, Dennis in. Make you mark Louis. Let's hope so. I mean, he, people have been calling out for it. This is an mm-hmm. opportunity for him. As I said, there's no pressure on it. Behind the striker. Yeah. Get, get him in behind there and, yeah. and let him work his magic. Because he can actually, I think he can just open space up for Pittman. Yeah. Well, I mean, yeah. th- this is what you were talking about, system change. It could completely change it up with Louis Dennis in behind Pittman. Yeah, because he, he can just yeah. hold on to the ball well. You know, if even if Pittman can't hold the ball up as well, get into Dennis, let him create some space and shuffle the ball yeah, through. He'll, he'll draw defenders out to him with his skill. Yeah. So hopefully Pittman will find the space. And We need and a new Louis Dennis song. Yeah, I mean... <sighs> we'll think about when he scores. Yeah, yeah. All right, anyway, let's fly into Luton, mate. Yeah, massive... What massive, a game coming massive, up. Massive, massive game. Massive the Hatters. Game. Yeah, yeah. Um, Luton. <laughs> Luton. Luton Town. Yeah. Beautiful place, beautiful stadium. First of all, I don't think anyone's going to go for a beer there in their Pompey shirt before the game. Yeah, I think just anyone wanted to know, don't go to Luton for a pint. I think um, it's probably not the best place to, to go and have a pint. It's, but, not, it's not on the uh, City Breaks list, is yeah, it? No, definitely not, yeah. yeah. But, but any, yeah, so just quick... Aside, First of all, their manager. This is going there. If anyone doesn't know, if anyone's been sort of like, I don't know, been a hermit for the last couple of months, Nathan Jones, out, gone to Stoke. Yep. So he's been their sort of prodigy manager, firing them up the league. But even without him, they're, they're doing pretty doing, well. Yeah, they're still flying, aren't they? Um, they've got Phil Collins up front. Phil Collins. <laughs> <laughs> so on the good note, me and you were talking before, um, Mr. Hilton's been frightened of us again and got himself suspended. He shit himself Second and got times this season. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Didn't make the game a, a opening game of the season because he got sent off on the last game of League Two. And <laughs> yep. then uh, now he's um, got sent off against Sunderland and four games he's going to miss because, because he's already been sent off this yeah, season. Yeah. So um, it would have been, it's lucky that they got knocked out against Sheffield Wednesday in the replay because yeah. otherwise they would have had... Um, Chelsea and he would have been suspended for that and not for us mm-hmm. so the football gods may be helping us out there because he's maybe. one of their three dangerous players to watch that we were discussing isn't he yeah so as I said to, to you um, it's uh, James Collins who we all know about he's been Shrewsbury Crawley dun, now leading it's not EastEnders mate <laughs> I was trying to do the Phil Collins drum thing I can see it Bowling. <laughs> a gorilla advert. That's I mean? it. Yeah, 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 yeah. I get ya. But you actually did EastEnders. But anyway, point aside. Um, not that I know that. Yeah, Matt loves EastEnders. Do mate. Catch up when I get in. <laughs> <laughs> but um, yeah, so he's missing. But James Collins. So banged him in at Shrewsbury, banged him at Crawley. He's been banging him in at Luton since he's been there. Um, so he's always a threat to watch. Peels off the uh, normally off the wing backs quite well as well on back post. He's another sort of fat Lambert-esque player. You've got to track him, haven't you? Yeah, he peels off quite well, so we need to watch him in that sense. Uh, The always dangerous Elliot Lee as well. Rob Lee's son, if anyone's uh, 
old enough to remember Rob Lee from his Newcastle days with Peter Beardsley. <laughs> Peter Beardsley. Peter Beardsley, yeah. Um, so he was around that era. So he's his son. Um, uh, formerly, he was at West Ham as well, at their academy. Okay. Um, so, yeah, he's talent. He's got a great shot on him. Um, scores goals for fun pretty much all season. So... I mean, my big problem with this game and my big concern is how open we were in the midfield against Oxford. If we do this against Luton, they will absolutely cruise the fast. They'll they tear us new on their mat. Yeah, they yeah. flood their midfield. They completely flood their midfield. Steam forward and they just create chance after chance. Luton chance. create the most chances and the most high scoring by XG. They create more chances than any team in the league. Um they also don't give up that many high high danger scoring chances. They will try to impose themselves on us yeah. on Tuesday night. We really, really, really need to be solid. Yeah, we do. But also we do. need to just impose ourselves as well. Yeah. We can't just do that, sit back and hope we can hit them on the counter. I mean, this is, again, I think, another game that would have been perfect for Ollie in the sense it relieves pressure. Yeah. You know, when yeah. we need to get the ball out, he relieves that pressure. So... You know, I think I would be saying to the lads, get on the front foot from the start and don't let them play. You know, don't let them come out. Don't let them have that midfield battle. You know, and press them and press them on, press high yeah. off our own centre backs yeah. and sit on the halfway line. You know, I think that's the way you stop them from playing is get at them and, and don't we give need them the to, We need someone to take the ball. So we're talking about the QPR game, Louis Dennis. Yeah. If we if it's not the striker as an outlet, maybe the attacking midfielder in the centre there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, the good thing about Lee Dennis as well is he's quite an unknown source in terms of league football. Yeah. So he could be a complete turnout, and I I, I think he's fully deserved a chance at least through his performances that Definitely. he has shown this season. He's showing he's capable, you know, and mm-hmm. he's shown he's capable against teams like Arsenal. Unfortunately, in the Czech Trophy, but Koscielny played in that game. Yeah, and he, uh, the goal that Andre Green scored on the back post. Yeah, that that goal, um, the Czech Republic Trophy. It was all Louis Dennis from a throw in. Yeah. He made that. Yeah. He made that goal for Pittman. He just we just need someone with a bit of creative spark. As everyone's banging out for a creative midfielder. Yeah, well, we've got one. Yeah, let's throw him in. Let's see what he can do. Yeah. So I mean, I think that'll be the case unless Hawkins somehow makes some miraculous recovery in the next few days, which I can't see. Other than that, we need a dead ball situation and Lee Brown. Yeah, he, he's Lee Brown so if anyone wants to know what his prediction is going to be <laughs> surprise surprise no 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 it's hold no. off Matt we've got more to come more, to, more come. to come more to that's come. it so Luton will create a lot of chances they scored more goals I think yeah. they scored seven more goals than us seven more say. so they've got 54 we've got 47 but they started very slowly they did it was yeah. a new league for them they'd just come up I think they no one tough teams as well yeah from they did. the start yeah I mean they had us first game of the season you know all right I'm you know, it, they it deserved, deserved to win it that. Deserved, they did deserve to win that game, yeah. and and they probably felt gutted coming away from that. But by now and by the season they've had, uh, it's, this is going to be a completely different game to that game. You know, and we need to be far more switched on. You know, yeah. personally, really hard game for prediction for me on this one. To be honest with you, I really don't know what to call on it. So. I'm going to go with a draw and hope that. Do you think there's going to be goals? Yeah, Luton always score goals. Yeah. We're going to have to score. 2-2. Two, 2-2. Two, 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 two. Yeah, 2-2. Two, two. And, and I know I said it's going to be tight, but I think it's going to be like 1-1 one, one, and then there's going to be a couple of late goals somewhere along the line. What, just thrown in there for fun? No. 
I think we might steal one from nowhere, and then they'll they might just close out with a, a late one just to get the draw or something like yeah, that. Yeah, okay. not that I want that to happen. I'd like us to to steal a two one, but. In reality, this is this is probably I'm going to say our toughest fixture this season. Yeah, so do I. Away, away at Luton, and also this fixture's been sort of creeping up on us for ages, isn't it? Do you know yeah. what I mean? We're not creeping up; it's been looming. Yeah, it has, it, and it's it's probably come at the worst time for us. Really, I know. Than anything at the moment. I think it's. I think it's actually just because I've been so smug about Luton losing their manager. Yeah. That basically it's come back to bite us a bit. Yeah, I think everyone thought they would, it would sort of derail them a little bit, but they've just carried on, haven't they? And we've like, been derailed. Happened. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, it, it really, this fixture could have been, it would have been perfect in another sort of two or three weeks' time for us. When we got a few wins under our belt. <laughs> a few wins, a few players back. We've played some know. tough teams though, mate, recently. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, a, a team that hadn't won in six <laughs> and a team that's in the relegation zone, yeah. yeah. Tough, mate. This tough. is it, though. This is what we're made of, mate. So yeah, yeah. this could change the season round if we if we win this game against Luton, suddenly we're yeah. on the front foot again. Well, it's it's four points, isn't it? Yeah. But as you said, they've got a fixture this weekend. Um, while we're an FA Cup fixture, haven't we? Yeah, they do. Yeah, yeah they yeah. can go top ahead of us. So yeah, yeah. So and that obviously then again swings more momentum their way. Well, yeah. Well, do you know what, mate? Let's get down to it. You've done your prediction. I have. Yeah. I'm going to throw you mine. Go on. I'm going to go with. A two-one Luton win. Okay. I want to predict us to do to be positive in, in this game, but yeah. looking at how we're playing at the moment, looking at how Luton are playing, I think it's going to be a close game. I think they're going to get one near the end of the game and just finish us off under a lot of pressure. Mm. It's going to be devastation for the lads. Let's hope I'm wrong, but and I don't predict us to lose very often. Let's be honest, but I just think that this might be at the wrong time against a very good team away from home. After playing Saturday, yeah, I'm. Um, I just think that it's going to be a tough game to win. Hope I'm wrong, probably fans, but we're going to get a consolation goal, and it's going to be from Louis Dennis. If he can play, okay. if he plays, Louis Dennis. If he doesn't play, then it's going to be a nice little goal from Ronan Curtis. He's going to equalise it. It's going to be celebrations and devastation in the last ten minutes as Luton knock one in. To steal the win. Yeah. I mean, unfortunately, it's a reality, isn't it? Especially in a game like this. Yep. It's reality. I can't lie to myself, Matt. And to no, the listeners, no. I just feel like that's going to be that's going to be a result. No, I agree. I think I think we all need to be realistic that this could be a potential. But I think we're all hoping at least come out with a point. Would, Mate, would by far I'd be, be very a, happy with the know, draw in this game. Yeah, I would. I would. Yeah. You know, and then, then settle things down, players start coming back and, and hopefully we can get back on, on the win streak again, yeah. you know, and hope that maybe they have a little bit of a blip at some point this season. Yeah. All right, Pompey fans. So that's the end of the episode for now. So follow us up at PO Forecast, at Pompey News Now, at Puckdrop UK, at MCORIC87. And until next time, play Pompey. Play Pompey.